0: Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And it's a great spot, and good morning. It is 17 November 2021. <coughs> I got all choked up here. That's great. <coughs> Excuse me. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. I just choked on my own words, and I got to quit doing that. Uh, good to have you here. If you'd like to be on the show, you can try the telephone number. It'll work often when we don't get huge amounts of rain out here in the country, 888 6386 The email, patrick-at-one-radio-network.com. We're going to go right to our guest. His name is Martin Armstrong, and he comes on from time to time. We're grateful. And, uh, whoops, we just lost your camera, Mr. Armstrong, former chairman of Princeton Economics International and CEO of... Armstrong... <clears throat> economics. I don't know what I'm choking on. I just have water. And he's known for developing the economic confidence model, which is based on cycles and all kinds of fun stuff. And we go way back and, um, and talk about cycles and long cycles and short cycles. Mr. Armstrong, we've lost your uh, video again. Uh, let me see.
1: Uh, let me try and get that back up here. Let
0: me see if I have something on my end. Let me see. Could be. Nope, that's not it. That's not it, no. Did you do something there? There you go. There, there, there there you go. Well, good morning, sir. How are things in the great state of Florida?
1: Oh, it's uh, pretty good here, at least. I mean, it's kind of hard to realize that the rest of the world's going crazy, because everything is pretty (laughs) much normal here. um, Yeah.
0: We're here in Texas as well. You know, we have a pretty good governor with Abbott, and you have with DeSantis, so it's not not too crazy, amazing. Is there any uh, any idea of the? Um, I guess I guess the good. The only question is, Mr. Armstrong, is the G- the GDP loss over the last couple of years in the United States lost as compared to to two years before? Any ideas?
1: Well, I mean, these politicians just I I don't know. I mean. <laughs> They never really look at the facts of anything. Right. I mean, the higher you raise taxes, the lower the GDP goes. Uh, It's just a direct correlation, mainly because um, what makes the economy really dynamic is the fact that, you know, people spend money and it disperses throughout the entire economy. Mm -hmm. And, And so... Something will develop strongly. Whereas when the money goes into the pockets of government, it's kind of like communism. Uh, nothing ever came out, no innovation whatsoever ever came out of communist Russia or China. <laughs> the only thing that ever developed were nuclear weapons. That was it. The main reason is that people were <clears throat> not free. To do pretty much anything, Mm -hmm. including, um, you know, innovation comes basically from entrepreneurship. And if you eliminate that, you get no economic growth. So that's the problem. The more government expands, we end up with lower and lower economic growth all the time.
0: Mm. And they're always expanding. They're just like a big bubble. I mean, this is what they do for a living, right?
1: It's it's kind of, you know, It I think it goes back to human nature. Uh-huh. Someone that owns a small business will expand it. You put that person in government and he will expand it. Mm-hmm. They always want more and more and more. It's just, I think it's a human trait. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I really think that's what happens. And, sure. And they will... Constantly expand government with without any end, and I mean I've been in meetings with these people, and, and <laughs> know, yeah. they just look at it differently. Um, the
0: whole other world of reality. Yeah, I
1: say yeah. There, there's no mirrors in, in government because if there's a problem, it's always us, never them.
0: Yeah, Martin Armstrong was with us. If you care to join us, Patrick at network dot com. Already have some interesting emails. Um, so I guess that the, the three memes out there in the world of economics, it would be what say inflation, the great reset, and, um, I don't know what would be the other meme. <laughs> okay, let's call them two for now. Can you explain, I mean, did you, did you go and, and, were participate in some way with this world economic forum? Did I see that on your website?
1: No, we're. Uh, I've not, been invited, but I've declined. Uh,
0: you're not a globalist, uh, so you, they don't want you, right? They
1: don't. No, I mean they—they've always have because their view is that um, when they're wrong, they assume that you know they blame me. It's like they're like government. You know, there are no mirrors, <laughs> all right. So um, because I've been largely the the biggest institutional advisor over the years, Uh, they tend to just tend to think that when they're wrong, it's my fault because I have more minions than they do or something. It's just, you know, they they never blame themselves for anything.
0: This great reset that has been used, this meme, I mean, is this real? Is there some kind of event and will it happen immediately or gradually talk to us about what this is or does it even exist it just is it just made up like this COVID thing
1: no no it, it's it's a real thing and, and hmm. actually what, what it's about is that uh klaus schwab has been on the opposite side of the table for me uh when nigel farage spoke at our world economic conference in 2019 he said he came to our conference because we are the alternative to Davos, oh. um, and what he means by that is that I have met with governments for a long time and telling them, look, this debt is not sustainable. Uh, they borrow year after year with no intention of paying anything back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and and they basically have said over the years. but we're government we're we're the exception and i said you're not i'm telling you no you know all previous governments all buried in the same common grave you know um so schwab has been on the opposite side pushing his i would say a hybrid uh marxist view uh and He's got a little, you know, eight point video for the 2030 agenda, which has been accepted by most of these uh, countries, really, mm-hmm. including Biden. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the eight points that he has in there, you know, a lot of people have made a lot of, I would say, um, things about it, talking about it and saying that one of his first ones is you'll own nothing and right. you'll be happy.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: I okay. What you have to do is look at what does that really mean? And the government will never do anything for you. It's always about them. So they've reached this point where they're defaulting, basically. Um, You had Draghi take interest rates to negative in 2014. ECB, Um, Mario, ECB, right? and, and, And... they're still negative. Okay, it failed. This whole Keynesian model, the quantity theory of money, uh, this is all completely failed. All right, and so the the they have now wiped out their bond markets, and by moving interest rates negative and artificially low, these people have um, they're, they're brain dead really. Uh, you, you then take all the, the pensions and you say, oh, to be conservative, you have to have government debt. And it varies from country to country anywhere from about 70 percent to 100 percent. Also, security is gov- government debt. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So when you take the interest rate negative or, or minimal, uh, obviously, pensions are going to fail. They need 8 percent to break even. Like Calpers in California, and, and then what happens? You know, they have been lobbying to confiscate 401k, so they can take that money and add it to cover the losses that they already have for the state government. It's it's just well, crazy.
0: Well, let me let me ask you, sir. When when Calpers or somebody buys a, a treasury, and you say about seventy percent of their, their portfolio in all of these big. Are generally treasuries. That's where a lot of people buy the treasuries. So if they buy a treasury at thirty year or something at two or three percent, that doesn't change. If if uh, what's his face Powell lowers interest rates, does it?
1: No, okay. not on a long term bond. They can hold.
0: They um, can hold those. They can hold those.
1: Yeah, I mean you, the, <clears throat> the the central bank can only control the short term uh, interest rate. That's it the whole quantitative easing. Yes. People don't understand what that is because they don't set the long-term rates. They were going in and buying long-term bonds, trying to reduce the supply to affect the rate. Okay. So the federal reserve only has one rate. That's it. And that's short term. So they can't control the, the mortgage rate or anything else. So that's what quantitative easing was—that they would go in and buy the thirty-year bonds to try and create less of a supply, and therefore the interest rate would be, you know, be supported. Um, all that has failed,
2: hmm.
1: and uh, so you have also a lot of, you know, like the gold bugs, etc. They don't quite understand this. They go, "Oh, it's creating money." Well, not really, because the debt now is money. Uh, before 1971, if you had a, a savings bond, you went to the bank and you wanted to borrow against so it was illegal. They said sorry, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Today, if you got money in government bonds, it's collateral. So there's no difference between a bond and cash. The only difference is that the bond pays interest. That's it. So if you're taking in, if you're issuing a trillion dollars and buying in the bonds uh, and you're put, replacing with cash, that doesn't create the inflation, which is why we've seen no inflation up to this point. What creates the inflation is the supply side economics. All right. There's a shortage in supply. And it's just like if there was a, uh, a storm in all the wheat you know a lot of mm-hmm. the wheat was destroyed what would happen would be the price of wheat goes up all right so it, it is more on the supply side and we're seeing shortages in everything and that causes the price to go up it's not the fact that they created more money
0: oh it's not so it, it's so the fed buying mortgage-backed securities and doing what what was what has it been about 100 billion i guess of quantitative easing over the last year and now it's kind of slowing down a bit that new money out there doesn't, that not that more dollars, Mr. Armstrong, chasing even a shorter supply of goods, and that's rising prices as well?
1: No, not no? really. really? Um, hmm. the it, It's kind of like a balancing act, and that's why the Fed has no power. Uh, you know, when this whole Keynesian idea developed, all right, we could affect you know, demand by raising and lowering interest rates. Sounded nice. We were the major target. Today, government is the biggest borrower. So they raise interest rates to stop inflation or whatever. It has no no effect hmm. because it actually makes the government spend more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's the, the dynamics is, have changed. So the theories no longer work. And this is the problem. This is why the central banks are trapped. They, if they raise interest rates now, they blow up the governments. So, you know, it's, it, it's this is why Schwab is, is getting any traction with these people, that they are completely trapped. They can't get out of this mess. And the only way to do it is to default. So they can't default because then the politicians will be blamed. So they basically want to end democracy um, and be, make it the same as it is in Europe. And, and Americans don't understand hmm. that. Hmm. Uh, when they created the, the, the EU, they eliminated democracy. You have a right to vote for parliament only. That's it. The head of state is picked. Okay, the European Commission, they, none of them stand for election. And it's the European Commission that makes the laws. The parliament has no power. It can't overrule the president, and it can't overrule the, the commission. So it's just a dog and pony show. Wow. That's it. Parliament has no power. So they have successfully eliminated uh, democracy there. The head of the EU is not like the president of the United States. They don't have to run for election. They don't, and so the people have no right to to mm-hmm. go to the polls and say I don't like that. They can't. That's what they want to bring to the United States as well.
0: Oh, how would that how would that work here? What what would what would have to change uh, politically it or in the structure?
1: would. Hmm. Um, I would say that we most likely keep the local elections to make you feel that you have some sort of uh Mm -hmm. you know power at the polls or whatever but you you really don't and uh i would say that you know i think that you know what we're looking at here is really the collapse of the system in general um biden is the perfect president in the sense that He's just not there <laughs> mentally or even physically. Right. Um, I mean, every weekend he flies back to to Delaware, and sometimes he goes during the week. Goes back home. He's just not there, um, and this is what the agencies and everybody wanted. Uh, you know, even Harris has been you know not not even paid attention to. Um, so. Yeah. It's the people behind this that are pulling the strings.
0: Sure. And who are these people? Can you give us some idea of who they are? Most, A lot of people say that Obama's in there. He's one of them. But I guess somebody would be controlling him if he's in, right?
1: Yeah, no. It's, yeah. It's, actually, the United States has been taken over by this globalist agenda coming out of Geneva. Wow. Um, and that's, that's really the truth. Already. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... People don't realize. I mean, I used to be, you know, doing vetting for the for the Republican Party. I would meet with people who were interested in running for president. They would send me in to say, "Okay, fine, he's there to teach you about the, the world economy." Mm-hmm. But really, it was, it was a vetting process. I would get back and I said, "What do you think? Can you think he can handle it?" Um, then. In 1999, I was asked to go down and meet Bush Jr.
0: Oh, you were. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was literally told, oh, but this one's different. I said, what do you mean it's different? They said, no, he's really stupid. (laughs) I said, what? (laughs) Um, And I asked, so why would you make somebody stupid president when this whole time it was like, do you think he's intelligent enough? Uh, And it was, I was told, look, he has the name. Uh, you know, so you don't see Bush Jr. out baking speeches like most ex-presidents. Um, and they are the ones that picked Cheney. He did not pick Cheney. They picked all the people around him. And this was Trump's mistake. He thought being president meant you really ran the country. When he got there, they picked the the people, then put them around him. I mean, um, uh-huh. I mean Pence. I mean... I was in Washington when Ronald Reagan was elected. Yeah. And because he was a governor, they didn't like him. What you have to understand about Washington is that uh, they don't like anybody from outside of Washington. It's like you're playing in my sandbox. Get out of here, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so <clears throat> with Trump, they put in Pence from Capitol Hill. You look at Biden. <clears throat> all right. Camilla. Same thing. Uh, they always they want their own because, and they don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, honestly, uh, because neither one will upset, you know, the the apple cart. Um, so John McCain was really good friends with Hillary, and he was it was against Trump because, you know, Trump was saying, I'm going to clean out, you know, the drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. They don't want the swamp drained. It's not a swamp; it's an ocean to them. They are know? the swamp, um, right? So,
0: yeah, So I this mean, this whole line runs from uh, from Europe, the Davos crowd, as they call them, and and this people all the way down, Mr. Armstrong, to handling puppet masters of the president and, and Congress and all that. And that and is that is that close to what's going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to understand that. This is all about the debt. And we've reached the point, that they took interest rates artificially low. They can't get them up. The whole system is collapsing. Hmm. Uh, so, security, it, this is socialism collapsing. All the promises for pensions and all this, uh, you know, a pension fund generally ma- needs 8% annually to break even.
0: Really? That much? Right. They need so, that much?
1: Really? Whew. Yeah, that's... The standard income that they pretty much need. And
0: that's not happening today.
1: That's not happening. No. And then you look at CalPERS in California. What did they lose money on? All the green investments. Why did they put money in green? Because the politicians said, well, make me look good. Mm -hmm. All right. This isn't about you. It's not about making money. It's not about anything. It's like, it's all political. That's it. Everything's political. COVID's political. Sure. I mean, if you think that showing evidence that, oh, you know, people that get uh, vaccinated die, they don't care. <laughs> it's about, you know, control, period. Um, sure feels like that. you look at it from their perspective, like in Austria, if you're not vaccinated, you're, you're imprisoned in your home because you are the resistance. Hmm. That's basically it. Germany's now looking at mandatory vaccines. If you resist imprisonment. Uh, France doing the same thing because they all know that this system's collapsing. And this is where what Schwab has sold them. Default and you retain power.
0: Default, okay. Let's, let's unpack objective. that a little bit. Default, but I mean, you're not talking about the, the United Treasury actually defaulting on their treasury bonds at some point. No. Yes. Really? I mean, this that would that would bring nice the whole thing, thing down, wouldn't it? Do that.
1: Wouldn't that? This is what the what this Great Reset is really about. Really, um, hmm. it is completely changing the monetary system completely. This is why they're talking about, you know, digital currencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, their view is that they wouldn't have these deficits if we paid all. Our (laughs) tax. Sure. I mean, you look at Yellen when she was up there saying, oh, we're going to lower the reporting to $600 and pretending this was to get billionaires. Right. I mean, it was such a a, she actually had the guts to say, by our estimates, there'll be seven trillion dollars over the next decade of unpaid taxes, unpaid. That means there's got to be a, a lot more unless you're talking about confiscating $7 trillion of all the assets. I mean, if you add Bill Gates, uh, Bezos, and all of them together, you don't get to a trillion dollars. No. So $7 trillion in unpaid taxes? That's I not. I mean, it. where are you getting this number? It's just thick <laughs> out of the air.
0: Just made it up. Let's talk about this term, collapse, though. I mean, in this system, the way they go, I think I think our interest on the debt right now is close to 500 billion. In that neighborhood, I think, four to 500 billion a year, right? Arm, mm. uh, Martin Armstrong, if they just keep you know, creating money at the Fed, borrowing it from Treasury, keep having these deficits, it doesn't really have to collapse if they don't run out of zeros, right? Why, why can't they just keep running it out as long as we agree to use dollars?
1: Mainly because it's outside the country. That's the biggest problem. Oh, uh, the Fed is completely different. The Fed it has the the right to create elastic money. Yes. All right. It doesn't go back to Congress and say, "Gee, can we create another trillion dollars?" No. All right. The ECB has to do that. Really. So then, what you have is that you have all the countries basically and, and they all have to be treated fairly so uh, <clears throat> banks have to have a portion of everybody's debt as their reserves and so it's a completely different system so if you start getting one or two objecting and suddenly the ECB can go bankrupt wow the they, Fed can't
0: they really have to get permission to monetize debt at the ECB,
1: yeah, it's it's wow. up to a point. You're, you know, it's and people don't realize. I mean, coal in Germany pushed the, you know, the the euro through, and never allowed the people to even vote on it. He even admitted he acted like a dictator. Um, so, Europe did not all vote for this whole thing. And that's why you see a lot of resistance there, back and forth, and it's starting to, to create civil unrest. And so that's what the COVID lockdowns and all and all this is about: uh, restrictions on moving. Even Australia is doing it. You can't move from one state to the next without permission. Hmm. That's to prevent. Everybody from getting together and really overthrowing the government. Is that right? Um,
0: you think that's what this whole COVID thing was about just?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, I from <laughs> multiple sources, I can tell you that uh, I had information starting in January and <clears throat> of nineteen that a virus was coming.
0: January ninth, nineteen. Wow. Okay. Yes.
1: Now, I can tell you the Build Back Better slogan was made at the World Economic Forum and floated in January of 2019. Bill Gates bought his uh, stock position in the biotech uh, vaccine company in September of 19. Hmm. All right. He started selling out stock in December of 19. All right. I know Schwab, Made phone calls to various different friends and said, A virus is coming. I suggest you get out of the market. Uh, Look, I I have a lot of confirmation on these sources. I do not believe that COVID uh, was accidentally leaked from a lab. There's no evidence to that. It was clearly created in in a laboratory. And I believe that you know, it had nothing to do with US military leaking it or anything else. It was deliberately leaked. And all you have to look at is within two weeks, they were out. Oh, with this is a great opportunity for the Great Reset. UN was saying that within two weeks of the March low of 2020. They were deliberately trying to create a depression. Uh, like FDR, was able to get all his policies through because it was a depression. People will accept anything when everything's lost. They know that. This is a game. They understand the strategy. And uh, this whole thing, is, you know, right there in Texas, Austin, Texas, Soros was, was uncovered funding your defund the police.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, is it- This is nationwide.
0: Martin Armstrong is with us. I've got to do a little break here before we do. You know, I would just like to float the idea that there are many people, and we've had them on the show, and we're going to have another fellow on, Andrew Kaufman, an MD, in about after you, uh, after this show, that they say there, there's no evidence in anything that was ever leaked that that whole thing is a scam too. There never was a virus. There, the germ theory doesn't float. They just made the whole thing up. It was a media operation. It was just a very possible very possible because you know there's no evidence that people has ever died of covid they've all died with covid
1: well it's it it
0: right they all have comorbidities
1: affects you i mean in the sense if you already have certain things i mean my family up in new jersey got it they survived i mean it's more like the flu but if you have other issues then it pushes you over, yeah, I got over it. the gate. Okay,
0: let's take a little break here and then we'll be back with Martin Armstrong. If you have a question, Patrick, oneradionetwork.com. When we get back, he's going to tell you all about his website. I have a little thing I pay you not a lot a month, but I get to be on the inside a little bit with his contraption. It's called Socrates, right? Socrates? Yeah. yeah. And we, I want to talk about um, these cycles too and how far these go back. We've been studying a lot about big cycles. So let's do this and we'll be right back.
3: Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free-range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze dried and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Of course this is a natural substance this is not a steroid but when you look at natural substances you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery for lean muscle growth and maintenance for metabolic enhancement and for recovery after injuries and surgery this is incredible stuff if you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism helps you grow lean body mass burns that increases libido and energy levels and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's elk antler.
0: Yep, you can take a look at it right here. It is an, and when you think about it, these are farm-raised in New Zealand, so, and they don't put a tourniquet on them or they don't shoot them up or anything like that. And an elk, they grow these huge antlers every year and they fall off. Now, can so they're actually like a uh, uh, body part, you know, they're not some dead thing, there's a lot of juice, uh, Chinese medicine have used elk antler for a long, long time it's a great product and you can check it out on oneradionetwork.com and thrival link, it's where you get colostrum and also the pine pollen, so I have some of that too, and it's a nice uh, food as well from the pine tree I can't do that, so, kind of fun stuff hey, we got a good thing going on right now with uh, pearlseum this is a product that Rulin Xu, who she's gonna be back on soon, she's a, a quantum physicist, very nice lady, and she kind of dreamed about using pearl as a, a longevity and um, beautification kind of a, a thing and, uh, for a long time, and it's real pearl, she, her whole life, it's real pearl, and these pearls are then put into a powder, and then you can take them internally or brush your teeth with him. It's the best thing ever to brush your teeth. I went to the dentist and he worked on a little filling that was wearing down in the back of my mouth. and And I know Doctor Nunley really, really well. And he said, he said, man, you're, he said your teeth look great. What are you doing? And you know, I brush it with Pearl's It's it uh, it's really a, a very very nice product. And check this out: 25% off now. 25% off now. For the next two or three weeks, twenty-five percent. Uh, they don't do a sale ever. This is the first time ever, she just wanted to do like a, you know, a Thanksgiving kind of a sale, and uh, use promo code Thanksgiving, twenty-five percent off on PearlSim. Use promo code Thanksgiving, and uh, you'll get twenty-five percent off. And you get the powder, or you can get the capsules. Here's physicist, biologist, chemist, Dr. Gerald Pollack on far infrared saunas.
4: Infrared uh, energy is what builds this fourth phase of water. And the idea of a sauna, you know, you go in and you sweat and you, you receive this infrared energy and you feel great after you, uh, after you come out. I felt... Uh, the same and so have so many people and, and most of us think well you know it's just uh, some sort of psychological issue and it it, it it might be however experimentally we know that infrared energy builds the fourth phase your cells should be are, or should be filled with this fourth phase but uh, but you know where we tend to be somewhat dehydrated uh, and missing some of this this fourth phase. And so what happens is if you subject yourself to infrared, the infrared is absorbed by your body, absorbed by your cells, and it converts ordinary water to fourth phase water, and then you feel better. How cool is that?
0: It is cool, Patrick. And uh, Dr. Cowan was on the show last week and really described how this whole idea of how the cells work have been totally just kind of... Uh, just kind of how they made a computer-generated thing of this COVID and put it out there and said, that's it. It was just a CGI, kind of like what NASA does uh, to the planets, and they're all made up. But uh, don't get me started there. But anyway, um, so this fourth phase of water is what our cells are made out of, according to Cowan and uh, Pollock and Kaufman. And then uh, this fourth phase is what gets uh, de- uh, toxic with chemicals and bad thinking, bad thoughts, and um, Um, chemicals, um, you know, all that stuff, bad diet. And then when we heat it up in the sauna or the body creates a fever, this is what happens. It melts the the juice out of it, and that's how we feel better. That's how it works. And that's why Hippocrates said, uh, what, 1,000 years ago or 2,000, uh, give me the power to create a fever and I can cure anything. That's what the body's doing. It's melting the toxins out of the cells. We're learning so much since this whole COVID thing in the last couple of years. So check it out. Email me is the only way to get this on a patrick at one radio network.com and you'll get the very best price ever. Patrick com, give you the best price possible if you email me. And if I could This is oneRadio Network.com. I think I can do it. Martin Armstrong is with us. It is Armstrongeconomics.com. And you have this—you um, created uh, this this thing you call Socrates Martin Armstrong, and how it all works. Tell us about it.
1: Well, as a international hedge fund manager, and I mean, we had offices around the world, um, so I had to look at everything from everybody's perspective. Um, I mean, if if. Gold is going up in dollars, but it's going down in euros. I mean, a Europeans not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it all is, was dependent upon everybody's individual currency. So uh, I basically just created Socrates by putting in the entire world economy and uh, allowing it to trace everything out, uh, at just as I would as a fund manager. Uh, but it, there's so many variables. Uh, I, I think our problem with analysis is that we always tend to try and reduce it to just one thing. Oh, the stock market goes down if the interest rates go up, or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not true. It, it's so many other factors involved. Um, and like uh, the 87 crash, uh, when I was called into that, mainly because we had a number of our clients who were on the board. but Immediately, they, you know, they were like focused on, oh, who sold this market down? All right. And what that was, was that the stock market crashed because of the G5 started in 85, standing up and saying they were going to lower the value of the dollar by 40%. And this is why I think that politicians should be prohibited from doing anything with the economy. They just, they have no clue. And and I even said to him, I said you're going to create a crash within a couple of years. I said you've just sold the third of the national debt to the Japanese, and now you told them you're going to devalue it by by forty percent. And and they go, well, why would they sell? Because they're going to lose money. Okay, <laughs> you know, they don't understand international. And you can look at the at the Brady Commission findings mm-hmm. at the end. My biggest accomplishment was to prevent them from, from doing anything against the domestic market. And at the end of the thing, they said, well, we think foreign exchange had something to do with it. I mean, that was the best I could get out of them. They're not going to say it was caused by the G5. Was They're it? just not going yeah. to yeah.
0: Are there huge cycles? Like people have been talking about some great cycle that happened maybe 400 years ago. And a lot of things change in the history, and all kinds of that we've been looking into. Are there huge cycles that you're aware of like that?
1: Oh, absolutely! Is um, wow. Our model is basically targeted the year 2032 for that. Um, hmm. Really? And we end up with a different type of uh, governmental system again. I mean, every as I said, this is socialism collapsing. It's not capitalism. Is socialism because all the promises that they made that they can't keep so uh this is why they they've taken the great reset agenda from schwab uh that they'll default on everything uh you'll own nothing and you'll be happy which is complete nonsense but um you know marx was able to sell that agenda with the Russian revolution only because serfdom ended in 1861. So these people own nothing all, everything, all the property, uh, all the wealth was with the aristocrats. All right. So um, Marx and saying, you know, let's, you know, Communism, take the, all that wealth away, at least made sense because these people had nothing. They could buy nothing. All right. Um, so today, everybody has houses, cars. Are you really willing to give all that up? I mean, they're, they're not taking the, the context of what happened before and they just assume they can create it again. And uh, our computer's showing they're going to fail. I mean, they're they're going to get very aggressive going into 2022. Um, Cyclically, you have reactions, which is not a a long-term trend. A reaction is typically two to three-year type events. Mm -hmm. Even the Great Depression was a reaction. All right. Your high was 1929. Your low was 1932. All right. Next year, 2022, will be three years of COVID. Yes. All right. And we're finding, you know, Bill Gates even had to come out and, and make a statement and, and yet admit that the vaccines don't work. Okay. And he said, we're going to need more R&D uh, to prevent them from, uh, prevent you from actually getting it and spreading it. Uh, so, but... The political side: If you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID and you can spread it. So, what's the difference between that and somebody who's not vaccinated? It's, the whole thing is crazy. I mean, it, it just makes no sense. And the vast majority of people that are in hospitals in in uh, Israel and different, and even in London now—they've
0: all been uh, vax, right? Or
1: the vaccinated?
0: Yeah, they've all been vax.
1: They're they're beginning to realize that the you know the the vaccinations may lower your immunity to other things. Uh, you know you're fooling around with with the DNA structure that we don't even understand fully. Yes, sir. And you're allowing them to just do this, and, and you know uh, I personally you know not inclined to do this. Yes, I mean,
0: right. well, Martin Armstrong, do, do are you what I hear you saying that whatever this reset is, and we can that these people do not understand human nature enough that they're just going to push this thing, just like they've done with COVID. They think that they can just force us to do whatever they want. Is that the, is that big picture what they, what they think the way they think
1: that? Yes. I mean, you have to understand these are mostly academics. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All right. So they have not gone out. They don't, They've never done anything actually on the street. Bob uh, has just been an academic period. so all he has is theory and you know it, this is the problem they they look at us as like animals to be corralled and wow. um, and to some degree they're correct you you have
0: lot of sheeple um, right a Not-
1: lot of people you, you'll see people were driving their car by themselves and they have a mask on yes sir <laughs> we've seen the pictures um, it's crazy yeah it, it is great i mean but i would recommend there was a book called obedience to authority by stanley milgram after world war ii a lot of people were saying oh gee you know uh, the Germans must be different. They just you know, would, had no remorse and, and executed all these Jews, etc. So, Milgram uh, began a study to see were they really different? What made this happen? Yeah. And he found, uh, he conducted this experiment around the world and found that we we're all the same. Milgram. And he, Stanley Milgram. Stanley Milgram. <laughs> Obedience to authority. He took an actor And put him in a room, connected wires, so and just took random people from the street and said every time he answers the question wrong, you have to increase the electric shock. And the actor be in there screaming, Oh, don't do it, please, don't do it. And they still would do it. All right. And he concluded that it was obedience to authority. He conducted numbers experiments, taking one person, put him on the street corner and pointing into the sky, and people would just think he was crazy put five people there, and a crowd forms. <laughs> oh, what are they looking at? Um, so we do have herd instincts, maybe, that are yeah. inherent within us. Yeah. And there will be about a third of the population that believe that the government really cares. They're like Santa Claus, and if they say COVID is real, it's real. Yeah, it's real, you know maybe? I mean,
0: maybe. yeah. Here's an email you for you. Them- yeah. Here's an email for you that'll get us into this whole FedCoin idea. It's a great email. When the USA institutes digital coin, what kind of physical monetary exchange will be used on the black market? Okay, good question. So this idea of a FedCoin, that's coming, right? This is not an if, but it's a when?
1: Yes. I mean, Europe is the one in serious trouble. Okay. All right. So Europe will probably do it first. Uh, In the U.S., we have a different structure all right in australia you only have six (coughs) states Mm -hmm. so that's not too many you know premiers that you have to bribe to join your here we have 50 Mm -hmm. all right so you have like texas and florida against you know i mean so you know you're never going to get a hundred percent here plus the the way the law is biden can't order a complete lockdown of the united states of course not no all right in Germany, France, Europe. Wow. All right. So structurally, it's different.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, So I think your digital currency is coming over there first. Yes, sir. Also because they have routinely canceled their currency traditionally. Um, U.S. currency is still legal tender from 1861. If you want to spend a 5 dollars bill, I mean, it's worth a lot more to a collector, but... Um, hmm. I remember being on, on airplanes when they were coming out with a new $100 bill, and the and U.S. government was running ads. The old ones are still valid, etc. cetera. They were doing that because everybody else cancels their currency. We don't. So that's why the dollar is the reserve currency, because 70% of the paper dollars are outside the country.
0: 70%. Wow.
1: 70%. People use it as a hedge against their own their own governments. I mean, I've been in in Athens and they saw so I was American they go, "Well, I'll give you a discount if you give me dollars."
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, this is what you would you would what encounter. Is.
0: If you were on a game <laughs> show, if you were on a game show and you had to guess how many dollars are out there worldwide, what would that number be if you had to guess?
1: 40. Oh, I I I really forget. 35 40. I mean, it's not as it's not as it, it's seventy percent of the of the money supply, the physical money supply that they put out there. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's not as big as you think.
0: Not as big. Okay. So so let's to this emailer's question. So say they do this uh, Fed coin, and we believe it's going to be like through iPhones, and they're going to be able to take from you when you misbehave and all that stuff. And they, people start using this Fed coin. What happens to the dollars? How do you get all of those out of circulation? Or do they just operate in tandem for a long time?
1: Now, what they do in Europe, anyhow, and they probably would follow that course. Mm-hmm. That it's no longer legal tender. In Canada, just passed a law as of January uh, making uh, their older paper currency no longer legal tender. So you can't go to a store, a store will refuse to accept it. So you gotta take it to the bank and they'll give Whoa. you a new one or whatever.
0: Could they do that with the dollar? Uh, could they actually say it's no longer legal tender?
1: They could. I mean Canada they just did. Um, Canada's, you know, fully on board with this great reset. So is Australia and New Zealand. Sure. Yeah. So um the US is gonna be much more difficult. Yes, yeah. To do that. Yeah. And um, and this is why I think you have a number of, of people resigning from the Federal Reserve Board because they're running for the hills. Um, Powell, he'll probably kick out, and he wants to stuff it with his people. And they will be the the people that would, would you know, without any consideration, would try and put in this Fed coin.
0: Do the reset um, thing. So if you would just yeah. say to people, okay, after... You'd have to give them a time frame, I guess, right? In a year, the dollar is no longer legal tender. Do you think the Americans in general would stand for that and just kind of say, okay, we'll do it?
1: I think this is where they're, they're underestimating hmm. uh, the resistance in the United States. Hmm. And, um, I, you know, look, they're just, I don't, you know, these people just look at it from a power perspective. But I'll give you an example what would happen. Japan is probably the worst. Really? In history. Each emperor that came in devalued all the outstanding money uh, to be worth only 10% of what it was. And his new coins were the ones that uh, were going to be valid. Uh, two or three emperors got away with this. And then the Japanese simply refused to accept Japanese coins anymore. The money became bags of rice, or they used Chinese coins. Japan lost the the right to even mint coins for 600 years. No There's no Japanese coinage for 600 years because of what the emperors were doing. So, I mean, that's what will happen. I mean, what would be um, used? I would say, you know, maybe the old silver coins.
0: Mm-hmm the pre um, 16
1: yeah i mean you're going to you have you can't judge it by yourself you know if i showed you a a, a silver bar you know what it is the average person doesn't all right mm-hmm. um so how would they know it's real silver or nickel or whatever you know um, the only way they would know is if it's a coin and they can look at the date. Okay, fine. Yeah, I know. Those dates are all right. So I, I think you have to look at it from the least intelligent yes. perspective. Yes. Sir. Not, you know, um, you know, I mean, there was a woman that found a $20 gold piece. There was a story in New York City. She went to the bank. They didn't know what it was. It said $20. They gave her $20. Um, then they found out it was a lot worth a lot more, and they were saying the bank cheated her. You yeah, know. But, sure. um yeah. this is you know the problem. The average person wouldn't even know what a twenty dollar gold piece is.
0: So before this That's great $20, reset $20. thing would, it'd almost be better having cash, cash under your mattress than in the bank, maybe.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: R- really? I mean, yeah, paper cool. dollars it's will probably be good for a while, number. right, Mister Armstrong? They'd be good for a while. Yeah. Um, so you figure something out.
1: The, the German hyperinflation, people don't understand how that even took place. Uh, it's not the printing of money that created it. Hmm. In December 1922, the government confiscated 10% of everybody's accounts. Out of the bank. The issue bonds.
0: Out of the bank, yeah.
1: That's what started the hyperinflation. Once they, the government did that in December of twenty-two. Hmm. Uh, And you can probably buy some of those bonds on eBay uh, (laughs) because they defaulted on them. Um, Then the hyperinflation started in 23. People wouldn't accept the money anymore. They don't trust the government. That's the key. All right. And because they didn't trust the government, then um, the government ends up having to keep increasing the money supply. Because people aren't paying taxes, etc. It's just to keep things going. The same thing in Zimbabwe. They were using the currencies of all the other surrounding countries. Um, if you had any money whatsoever in Germany, you, you converted it to, to French francs or Belgian francs, hmm. anything but German. Um, and like I said, with Japan, they were using the Chinese coins. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, Anything of tangible value rose. The, when Germany had to issue a new currency in 1925, it was backed by real estate. They didn't have any gold. Huh. So that's why you see real estate rising dramatically, all kinds of collector's items. Uh, I mean, it was the like first Spider-Man comic book sold for $3.5 million. I mean, I mean oh my God. Anti, you know? Anti-cars, um,
0: anything of a limited value. Is going to be worth more money.
1: Stamps, coins, um, everything is going up. This is money getting off the grid.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Now, if if you know about real estate, you might put it in real estate. If I know about ancient coins, I might prefer ancient coins. But we all have different differences that way. But um, and that's why everything is rising. Yeah. No matter where you look at, Ferraris are going up in price. I mean, um,
0: everything. Here's another email for My you. Mr. Armstrong,
1: for-
0: uh, you say in your writings that uh, that there's a need for the Federal Reserve and that Fed is not the villain, as most people think. Can you explain this, please? Shouldn't the Fed, for it to be considered a good institution, at least be public instead of private? It's a money-making machine. I want to buy some Fed stock. <clears throat> the Federal Reserve, when
1: it was first created, yes it was private all the banks had to contribute money and they bought the stock all right because no taxpayer money was supposed to be involved because it was a bailout all right so they had to bail out themselves they were copying what J.P. Morgan did in the panic in 1907 all right the Fed was was legitimate then if um, they could this elastic money was uh, if a company they would buy private debt. They would buy the ninety-day paper of a corporation when uh, the banks were in trouble and they couldn't lend. So that way, the corporation didn't have to lay off its people. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> then World War One comes. Congress goes in and tells the Fed no, 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 don't buy private anymore. You have to buy government debt because we're going to have to issue a lot to cover the war. Then they never put it back. Then World War II comes, all right? You got FDR in, in actually with the Great Depression, to get his socialistic agenda through, you had <clears throat> all the branches of the, of the Fed were independent. And that was how they managed The domestic money supply If there was an excess money Supply in New York they would Lower their interest rates And a place that needed money they would Raise it so it would attract it Around the country that way Uh, It was Roosevelt who Usurped all the branches And made (coughs) uh, The Fed appointed to him And one Interest rate for all that was all socialism. So it ended the structure of the Fed. Then you you now have this crazy idea, you know, too big to fail. I mean, they could bail out McDonald's. Um, so the independence of the Fed uh, is probably just about to completely go away when Biden gets his people in there. But in 1951, there was a, a revolution at the Fed. <clears throat> The, the, the government told them they had to re, you know buy the U.S. debt throughout World War II and maintain par, so interest rates didn't go up. 1951, uh, White House was saying that you're going to have to continue that, and they said, no way, we're not going to do it. And <laughs> that's when the Fed broke away and, and assumed its independence again. But that's all coming to an end. And so it's, yeah, whoa,
0: well, would it be a good move? Why couldn't the Treasury just take over the Fed or just create their own currency and cut these guys out of the deal?
1: Because basically the, it's the original idea was to create elastic money mm-hmm. and that because what happens is uh, <clears throat> as in europe the When you get into a recession of this nature, they lower interest rates, supposedly to stimulate the economy, and it won't work because they don't understand. If you think the stock market's going to double, you'll pay 20% interest. If you don't think it's going to go up 1%, you're not going to pay 1%. So the empirical level of interest rates has nothing to do with it. It's whatever the expectation is. And that's what the interest rate is supposed to reflect inflation. Why should I lend you money at 10% if inflation is at 20? Yes. All right, I'll lose money. So the, the interest rate is mm-hmm. supposed to reflect the inflation rate. So that at least if I lend you money, I'm breaking even at worst. That, I should be charging you a little bit more than inflation.
0: And that's what happened in the 70s, right? That's what happened. Yeah. In,
1: yeah. I mean, the 70s became stagflation, which is what we're going back into. Hmm. Now, stagflation is where inf- the price of everything is going up because of an external price shock. In that case, it was OPEC. All right. Uh So, the demand isn't necessarily rising so much. The economic uh, GDP is declining. So, they called it stagflation, where prices are rising, but the economy is declining.
0: We're going into that now. That's where we're going into now.
1: Yes. so, So, you're seeing inflation caused by shortages, not by economic growth. So it's a different...
0: And these these shortages have been created as well through the whole COVID and the supply chain
1: thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure that they even understood what they were doing. (laughs) Because now the Democrats realize that they're maybe in serious trouble because Biden has screwed up just about everything. So it it tends, uh, you know... Um. When you put in these COVID restrictions of uh, oh everybody's gonna be locked down, then truckers couldn't move, right. uh, then oh social distancing and all this kind of stuff, you ended up creating a shortage of supply of just about everything. Um, you know, I had bought a, a new refrigerator. They told me oh it's going to take about four or five months to get it. I said why? They said oh the chips come from Thailand. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I mean, this is what you know. Everything is is convoluted. I mean, I got emails from farmers that had to kill thirty thousand chickens because they couldn't even get them to market.
0: Is that right? Thirty thousand chickens. And you know what happened in California with the trucker thing a couple years ago, and they had all these rules what the trucks had to do with energy and I don't know, you know. And they're just sitting on the dock right now, as you know, they're just they're sitting there.
1: Well, you know, look. These people, you take the climate change nonsense. Shutting down, um, oil drilling, all this now. Oh, because we're going to have alternative energy. Well, <clears throat> if anybody looked at this, alternative energy is supplying less than 5%. You know, it's debatable whether or not there would be enough alternative energy just to keep the internet going. Yeah, it's
0: th- the whole thing.
1: And we're talking about 20 years from now. (laughs) So you're shutting down pipelines and things of this nature now, and you're creating the price of gasoline going crazy, and then all of a sudden everybody's complaining? You know, it's like... uh, So is it this idea that these
0: these looney tunes that are controlling Biden, do they just want us to be fighting with each other and turning us into a third world nation kind of thing? I mean, is it that simple? Or they just want us not just to be angry and poor?
1: I think they just look at their end objective on this climate change and don't consider how you even get there. <laughs> um, well, let's start shutting down fossil fuels right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should be doing that. Yeah. Okay, do you have an alternative? Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's coming. Okay, <laughs> When? <laughs> um, it, it, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily um, that they thought this thing through well, or is it just complete stupidity? Yeah. Um, um,
0: here's a great email, and before we go, we should we ne- obviously need to talk about cryptocurrencies. I'm sure you've looked at it through Armstrong Economics. Uh, this person a very simple email is do you think Bitcoin is safe and a long-term investment? From Jeremy. Hmm. No. No, you uh, don't. Okay, all right.
1: Look, uh, <laughs> the, I, I know a lot of people think, oh, Bitcoin's replace gold, etc. I don't think so. You don't think so. Uh, first of all, who created blocks? Nobody knows they say oh well this is, you know Santos
0: Kutoshi something here. some this mythical guy yeah. right? right
1: look if somebody created that it's worth billions of dollars don't you think they would have came through and patented uh, I believe it was created by the government to begin with hmm. to get people used to cryptocurrencies or digital currencies mm-hmm. and then at the end you make the swap once you get everybody into it then sim- it's very simple you can with a, you know, a writing of a pen, another executive order, I seize all cryptocurrencies, and you get our cryptocurrency in, in exchange. I mean, um, I mean, just like the, the gold just, in
0: 33, they could do that? I guess they could.
1: They can. It's easier than, than that. <laughs> it's easier. With the gold, they, they only took it from institutions. They didn't go knocking on every door right. and taking right. you know, your gold. Right. Otherwise, $20 gold pieces wouldn't exist. Yes, sir. Um, Plus, uh, you had uh, Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt was uh, a stamp collector. Teddy Roosevelt was an ancient coin collector. Hmm. So he at least understood that you can't just confiscate everything that was gold and melt it down. You'd be melting down coins of Alexander the Great, you know. so, there were exceptions for um, for antique coins. Uh, I mean, in the bullion business, uh, you could sell anything that was dated before 1947. So, Mexico used to strike their uh, 20 pesos all the time with the date 1947. <laughs> um, Austria, Hungary, oh, they called them restrikes, dated 1908. And they could be legally sold as right. long as it had a date on it, it. Was before nineteen forty seven was no problem.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. So w- do, timing, before with timing, timing. Uh, this this Fed coin. If you if you had to guess when we might see this arrive,
1: they will probably be talking more about it next year. Because I mean, they are on a short leash at this point. I think they Mm -hmm. know that this is starting to uh, fold. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you had Bill Gates admitting that the vaccines don't work, saying, oh, we we need more research. All right. So, and you now have uh, Fauci coming out saying, yes, you need three. Three. All right. Got to have three. All right. (laughs) They, you know, this isn't like a polio shot or something like that. You get it once when you're born, and once, and you're done for life. You know, this is like even if you look to Australia, uh, the madman there in Victoria is saying that if you want to keep your right to be able to walk outside your house, you you have to keep getting the boosters.
0: It's amazing what they're doing. Yeah,
1: wow. So, I mean. I mean, I know people that got vaccinated, and they did it so they could hop on a plane and go see their family in, in Europe or something like that. Did they subscribe to this Lifetime Booster stuff? No. Um, and, you know, I had two friends that got vaccinated and ended up with the blood clots, and they can't even fly now. Wow. You're afraid to fly. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just... It's a mess. And so I, I don't think all the people that they did get vaccinated uh, are really fully on board with this agenda either. Um, and they thought, okay, fine, I'll get it, and it's over with. And it's not over with. That's the problem. What do you think?
0: You and I, are Texas and Florida, we should just secede from the union, Martin Armstrong, and call it a day. You know, just get out of this I thing.
1: would absolutely vote for that. <laughs> get out um, of this thing. <laughs> I know you have a... Uh, an independent Texas movement going on, they're yes. starting one over here in Florida. are they? Um, I liked our Governor when Biden was saying about stopping people coming to Florida. He right. stood up and he said' you not know, call out the National Guard to defend Floridians against the federal government. Admit, we all cheered you know yes. <laughs> um,
0: well, and uh, you know there and there's as you know there's there's hundred million people that supported Trump who are more conservative and freedom lovers. I don't know what, happen- what happens with these people. If these globalists just continue to retain control. They may do something, you know?
1: Yes, look, I don't see them uh, succeeding. All right, I think this whole uh, agenda is going to, like, fail next year. The resistance is going to rise, and it's rising everywhere. Uh, so, and as I said, even those that had accepted the vaccine thought it was one time and over. Now, if you're going to tell them to keep your rights, you have to get Mm. vaccinated every six months. I don't think they're going to agree to this. So, so Martin Armstrong, the whole
0: thing seems to be up for grabs. I mean, we just don't know what we will be experiencing in the next few years economically. Do we? I mean, do we? I mean, no, we know it could get spicy, but we're going to have to figure out a way to protect ourselves.
1: Yes. Look, this they have. Systematically destroyed the world economy. It's not going back to normal. Um, You just—it's just not. And it's far more destroyed outside the United States than what we see, in particularly in Florida or Texas. Um, And it's just not there. I mean, then you—you know—they're concerned about even uh, you know geologists are concerned of, of, about some volcanoes and, and you just get a, a major volcano eruption and that creates volcanic winter. And that's when crops fail and diseases really get, you know, those things are, are just wild cards. And we just don't know. Um, yeah.
0: And you've been a nice age guy yeah, for a long time, haven't you? You've been a ice age guy for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, the energy output of the sun is a cycle. It's a 300-year cycle, as simple as that. Um, I mean, there's a, a guy that posted a, a photograph of Fort Lauderdale, uh, of the beach, from, you know, 60 years ago. He says, oh, my God, 60 years of, of global warming and the, and the rise of the ocean we ended ocean. up with three feet more worth of beach
0: <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen yeah I mean, no evidence well, of rising sea levels no evidence anywhere
1: no i've lived on the beach most of my life I've, I've never even seen a plastic straw come up i mean in asia yes um you know but not in Georgia and not here in Florida. Um,
0: Final email for you. What does Martin yeah. Armstrong suggest we do, protect, invest, save our wealth now, today? So that'll be a good way to close it out. What does Martin Armstrong suggest we do now, protect, invest, and save well, our
1: wealth? I think we should have, like, uh, you know, the old silver coins, actually. Yeah. Pre 69.65. Uh, yeah you have to look at these things like i said from a practical standpoint yes, sir. um uh you know because if if they end up seizing currencies and canceling currencies which is um, highly likely first in europe when you you know when you see that developing over there uh it's going to depend a lot upon what biden does over here but i mean he's just a puppet You're, you you know, he just reads whatever's on the screen if he can even get the words out straight, mm-hmm. uh, and signs whatever they put in front of him. Uh, and so, and not even the Democrats themselves, I think, are are fully understand what's going on because a lot of them are starting to uh, to get quite concerned. That, I mean, a normal politician would be concerned if his polls fell to thirty three percent.
0: Yes, sir. So we have pre-65 coins. Or what about uh, the more expensive, you know, the St. Gardens and those really more valuable uh, gold coins? They're going to be good? Any, always, oh, yeah. They're I always going to be good, right? They're always going to be good.
1: Yes. I mean, it's just a little bit big denomination to go buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but there always would be a buyer for it at a good price, probably?
1: Yes, yeah. yes. I think gold it, it would, you know, would survive in that Respect, and I think it's it's they're they're hunting gold. You're not going to be able to get on a plane with a roll of twenty dollar gold piece. Yeah, will confiscate. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, that's the big selling point for the whole Bitcoin thing, right? That you can kind of move around.
1: Well, they're also confiscating that. I mean, if you look at all the uh, the people that were blackmailing, you know, uh, cyber attacks, they traced it right through Bitcoin, whatever, and they got it back.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick call before somebody jumped in. Good morning. Who's this?
5: This is Sean and Sharon up in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Hi, you have a question for Mr. Armstrong?
5: Yes, I wanted to know does he have any scenario to outbeat the 15, 16% inflation rate for investing? Because gold has never done that, and collector coins has never done that. Oh.
1: Most of the inflation is caused by the shortages. So there is a shortage in supply in most of these things. Um, but if you look at the collectibles and things of that nature, they've been outpacing the 15%. Um,
5: where I mean, is your math?
0: Go ahead. Pardon me? What, pardon. what Sean?
5: I said, where, where is your math on that one? My calculations, my calculator has never calculated that one.
0: Hey, on what? On what, exactly?
5: On gold and silver and collectibles outpacing, in, increasing that much.
0: Perhaps collectible coins, but not necessarily the spot price. Is that what you're saying, Mr. Thompson?
1: Right. I mean, I mean, there was... I mean, just in London, just a, a couple of months ago, there was a, a gold... Um, Coin of Brutus that was estimated to be maybe seven hundred fifty thousand brought two point seven million. I mean, prices. I mean, like I said, that Spider Man book, the first comic book, three and a half million dollars. I mean, collectibles are going up dramatically. Um, things okay, that I know sold for fifty thousand dollars twenty years ago are going for hundreds of thousands today.
5: Hey, let me maybe reframe my question. Do you have anything? For the 99% of the people in the world to invest in that will outbeat inflation?
1: Well, we're not talking about inflation. We're talking about when the monetary system collapses. That is different from the silver coins, the tangible assets, real estate, whatever you're looking at, um, it all depends upon what your expertise is in. And the the inflation, the shortage, I mean that's not gonna go up fifteen percent every year from here on out. You're getting surges, and that's gonna continue into certainly into early nineteen in you know, next year into twenty twenty-two.
0: Okay, Sean, we gotta run because I gotta do another show. Thank you for the call.
1: Okay, so
0: well, we've covered a lot of territory here. Tell folks a bit about your website and what advantage they have to maybe signing up and do the little monthly thing that I do
1: uh, well it, it's the Socrates is, is it writes over it monitors over a thousand instruments globally hmm. it writes its reports uh, itself it's a fully functioning and the only fully functioning AI system in the world uh, so it's not me writing it or anybody else it's just the computer is monitoring the entire world and it writes its reports. Um, it is probably the most widely followed even among governments around the world. Oh. Um, but it, it's, that's also why we're not blocked in China because they know in paragraph three it doesn't say, "Oh, by the way, overthrow your government or something. <laughs> um, it's all written by a computer.
0: So people can invest in the, those reports on Armstrong economics, right?
1: Yeah, you can you can basically look at anything you want. Um, silver, platinum, Romania—we we cover all the countries which mm. nobody else really does. Mm.
0: Well, sir, thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor always to have you. Very fun, and and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, Martin Armstrong.
1: Well, thank you for inviting. Me.
0: Yes, sir. We'll see you real soon. Thank you, Martin Armstrong, Patrick Timpone, Juan. RadioNetwork.com. Let me do this thing and leave this meeting if I can figure out how to do it. And then I'm going to give you a little spot that you can... I um, have a place to go and get some of these pre-65 coins that he talked about. We've been uh, dealing and working with this company for... Gosh, how long has it been? Since 2008 with Andrew Goss and his company, and now it's called U.S. Coin Capital. U.S. Coin Capital, Andrew Goss, his company. Uh, Fred Jaszewski runs it, and his number is 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. They're a great company. He has the pre-65 dimes, quarters, half silver dollars. You can also then... Uh, move up a notch and get all of the uh, the various different um, St. Gardens and the numismatic coins, their own plastic, uh, NGC, they're all, uh, you know, they're all, hmm, what do you call it, uh, all graded, and they're the real deal. And these things, you're always going to be able to sell them. As Mr. Armstrong said, That oh, no matter what, uh, coins from a limited uh, amount are always going to be valuable. We we believe Andrew taught that before he left us, and Fred uh, knows that. Um, so there's all kinds of things you can do in the way of gold and silver coins through U.S. Coin Capital. 800 878 Small boutique company, but the people will take good care of you. You're not gonna try to sell you something that you don't want, you don't need. They just don't work like that. But depending, no, you know, whatever your budget is, you're gonna have an opportunity To get some real stuff, some real coins, not stuff, but real coins, uh, either in the 1965 dimes, quarters, half silver dollars, or the more valuable silver and gold coins that are graded. Uh, These other ones are not graded, they call them currency silver. But here's the place to go. Uh, We know these people, just don't go on the internet somewhere and buy stuff. Don't do that. 800 878 2646. Uh, save this number. If you're not gonna do it now, if things get a little wackier, you might wanna do it and save the number. 800-878-2646. Well, he's fun to talk to. He's an interesting fellow, been around a long time. Is hobnobbed with some of the big the big boys in the block, you know, and the governments and all that. Martin Armstrong, his uh, website, Armstrong Economics. Okay, we're gonna take a little break, and then you're gonna be joined by Andrew Kaufman, MD, he's a psychiatrist, cool guy, and uh, we're going to find out how his life has changed and what he's looking at now and the biology, the new biology of healing, uh, one of the close friends of Dr. Tom Cowan. So he's going to be here in about 23 minutes. So stay right here, oneradionetwork.com, or if you have to run, uh, this show will post um, on the audio sometime this afternoon. And the videos, um, I'm having an issue getting things up on Bitchute. I'm going to get together with my geek here later today, and we'll try to figure out why. But uh, we'll get caught up on Bitchute. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. Patrick Timpone, take care. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.